Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Thank you for listening to Stu Kids, a Hey Arnold podcast. We've made it to the final page, and now it's time for one last adventure. I'm Cody Narvison, and you can find me on Twitter at Cody underscore BH. I'm Harry Mack, and you can find me on Twitter at Shiitake Harry. And I'm Emily Suey. You can find me on Instagram at Emily Suey. This episode was produced by international explorer and super producer Jason Daphnis, who you can find on Twitter at Nintendoofus. You can also keep up with the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at StoopKidsPod. Closing time. Time for you to listen to the nearly final episode. Closing time. Consider the stories we've spent hours trying to decode. So thank you all for listening. Your ear holes are glistening at home and on your commutes. Closing time. We've come such a long way ever since we were downtown as fruits. Yeah, I know that we spell kids with a Z. I know that we spell kids with a Z. I know that we spell kids with a Z, with a Z. Today we're here to talk about episode 99 slash 100 of Hey Arnold. For those of you keeping track at home, that is season 5, episode 19 slash 20, going by production code order. This episode of Hey Arnold is called The Journal, original air date, November 11th, 2002. The Wikipedia-sanctioned episode summary is as follows. Arnold finds his father's old journal, which tells the story of how his parents met, how they got Abner, Arnold's birth, why Arnold's parents went on their quote-unquote last trip, and one last surprise. And a couple final Wikipedia notes uh, to go out for this episode. Wikipedia note number one. This episode was copyrighted in 2001. These were the final episodes produced originally, as you may know, designed as a cliffhanger. As a lead-in to The Jungle Movie, a, a theatrical feature, rather, that was canceled and then revived years later as a two-part television film. And Wikipedia note number two, this episode also exists as a full 47-minute special. Uh, it should be noted that this episode is approximately quadruple length from a normal half episode of Hey Arnold, so, um, you know, do the math. Uh, who is responsible for this particularly beefy episode of Hey Arnold? Well, let's shout those folks out. Uh, Co-directors. For the journal are Christine Kolosov and Rami Muzquez, and writing credits go out to the three-headed monster known affectionately as show author Craig Bartlett, Michelle Lamoureux, and Joseph Purdy, aka the Purdman. I don't know if anybody outside this podcast calls him the Purdman, but he's the Purdman to me and to us, and that's just how it is. Let's get into the journal. Harry, we'll start with you. What did you think about this quadruple-length episode? 
Wow, thanks, Cody. And shout-outs to Minneapolis and Semisonic. That's a very appropriate note to go out on, I think. This is a Minneapolis, well, Minneapolis-slash-Chicago-based podcast uh, now, but thank you there for you that. Um, where do you, where do I even start with this episode, right? Um, I guess background, I've seen it before. I think I watched it when it originally debuted. Had no idea at the time that it was meant as a cliffhanger, maybe just because I didn't have that sort of, like, understanding of the way the show processes work. So I have always known this as simply the finale to Hey Arnold. Um, that being said, and, and maybe informed by that experience, I think it's a really appropriate finale. Um, in some ways, it it is lightly disappointing in the sense that um, no single finale could ever do everything that we need something like this to do, right? Um, I would have loved to have gotten more Helga time. I would have loved to have spent more time with PS118. However, I understand that there's just no way to do that. I think that focusing on Arnold's parentage, which I believe Craig said was something that he always had in mind to explore in the series, and something he felt somewhat obligated to talk about before the series was over, um, is a very appropriate place to leave this. Um, I think even as a standalone episode, it conveys the themes of Hey Arnold that we've come to know and love very well. This idea that um, as Arnold is is growing older and maybe becoming a bit more disillusioned with the world and the sense that having the sense that the things that he learned from the people he loved in childhood are maybe not as true or as um, universal as he thought that they would be, that in fact the world is maybe a darker place, a less magical place, that there are still reasons to believe that the things that he was told, the the truths that were handed down to him from the people that love him are still true. They still can be definitive of the world and especially of who he is. Um, and that above all, he can continue to be the sort of scion for those beliefs and those values and carry them forward into his life, into his adulthood. Um, I think that, um, I guess if I have a hot take about this episode, um, I think I might prefer it. Um, over and instead of the Jungle movie. Um, that might be sacrilegious. Um, maybe that's just because I'm in a sort of old-school Hey Arnold fan, right? And I I was a little bit disappointed by the Jungle movie for similar reasons, right? Just the sense that coming back to a series like this, nothing could ever live up to my expectations of it. Um, but that being said, um, I really love this episode. Um, and I guess my other take, if you want to call it that, that we, I think we've alluded to in the episodes previous to this, um, is that I had always been under the impression, and now I realize it's non-canonical, but maybe I'll hang on to it myself, that Grandpa had written this journal, uh, and made up this story, um, I think that there's a lot of evidence in the episode itself. The fact that it's a frame story, the fact that we keep going back to the grandparents themselves, the fact that they sort of like establish themselves as semi-unreliable narrators over and over again through the course of the episode. Um, the fact that the story itself is sort of like pulled from these sort of colonial appropriation tropes. There's like, uh, like Arnold's dad is literally Indiana Jones, right? Sort of updated and it all works out so well and he's so perfect. But sort of beyond that, I'm not, I don't mean that cynically, right? I actually think that makes this story and this, this episode even more beautiful, right? I love the idea that, that like this almost mythological peace bringing that, um, 
that grandpa's story or the story of Arnold's birth imbues him with, right? That he is this sort of force for good in the world that is almost mythical. I love the idea that that grandpa is passing this down as sort of a deeper sort of story truth in the postmodern sense that um, Arnold can be these things and that that is what the people who loved him have always seen him as and always wanted him to be. And he can do right by the people he loves and that love him if he continues to be himself and to put that energy out into the world. Right. And I think that that's like a deeply beautiful um, idea, especially in my opinion, if it's something that grandpa himself is trying to impart in this sort of storytelling sense. But I think that that theme of this episode and of the series of as a whole, um, it operates whether or not the story as it's told is literally true. So it's sort of immaterial whether or not the story is um, literally true, at least in my reading of it. Um, And I do love the story itself as well. I think this is a really great episode just on the face of it. Um, I love especially, I think it's like such a strong grandpa and grandma episode. And I love that we went out on that note with these characters. It's very Parents Day in that it's reestablishing the the importance and the validity and the beauty of um, non-traditional families. Um, And uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I have a lot of thoughts about it. I'm really excited to discuss it more and to hear your thoughts as well, Um, especially your relationships with this episode or lack thereof. I would be really fascinated to hear if, you know, like you guys had different relationships with it because maybe you didn't watch it when it first came out or um, something like that. So, um, yeah, can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, no, no, me too. Um, and yeah, Emily, I'm uh, particularly uh, interested to hear what um, what you, kind of you thought about this. With this, if I remember correctly, it being your your first time watching this episode, coming into the, it with your perspective, um, I don't know that that's that's fascinating uh, to me. So I don't know what you what you end up thinking about the journal. Yeah, thanks for asking. I really liked what Harry said about it, um, especially your interpretation of Grandpa sort of embellishing and making up this entire journal story to begin with and this not actually being uh, Arnold's father's written true to life journal. Um, But yeah, I have never seen this episode before. I know that it's really important to fans and that I know it ends on this cliffhanger. I have seen the jungle movie. I've seen both of the movies. Um, So this is definitely the precursor to the jungle movie. Uh, And um, also agreed. I, I prefer this to the jungle movie, but they obviously go uh, like as a pair together. Um, And yeah, I just knew that this one was really important to fans and that it closed out the series, but just ended or like left things for the series on this kind of like cliffhanger note um, where you're not quite sure what to make of Arnold finding the map in the journal at the end. Uh, But yeah, I, I like this episode. I think um, it definitely makes sense to focus in on our boy, uh, our boy Arnold here to close out the series and his parents and the story of his parents and grandparents um, importance in their uh, home life. Uh, So integral to the show and especially grandma and grandpa. Um, So to have them at the center of the story, like they're kind of, princess bride storytelling this out to Arnold um, about what maybe happened or what they maybe want him to imagine happened with his parents and want him to see his parents in a positive light and to see himself in a positive light through that. 
uh, and give him this like sense of maybe closure and also just like keep his optimism going, keep his good heart center going uh, and the love he has for those parents, even though we really don't know what happened to them. It's they're They've been, you know, long gone. And um, we can only assume that that would mean they're not actually with us anymore. Uh, or that's definitely how I read it as a series. But we obviously have the Jungle movie to, like, continue that. But I think as just reading it with a series, I do kind of like to think of it more in Harry's line of thinking where grandpa made this up um, just to, yeah, give closure and also all those other things I I just said. Um, I think also just it's full of so many goofy moments and silly moments because grandpa and grandma are at the center of it. And we're just sitting with them in the living room of Sunset Arms boarding house and it's just like this little tiny family uh, episode moment where they're just telling him these stories and grandma's interrupting with goofy moments and grandpa's clearly embellishing and talking himself up and but then going back to like this epic tale of Arnold's parents. Um, I think, yeah, I, I liked the animation for like the story itself with the, the volcano eruption, the smoke, there's like the cool, mysterious, bright green, green-eyed light, and a lot of um, symbolism with planes and butterflies, and butterflies that are, like, falling, no longer alive, too. That might symbolize some stuff with the parents, but then they revive it, kind of like the story revives this whole, um, all these feelings for Arnold. And, yeah, I think Arnold's dad in this uh, story had the sweetest read of the whole show title ever in the series. His him looking at his baby boy and going, "Hey, Arnold!" Like that did make. Now I'm thinking about it again. It did make me tear up in the episode. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, got emotional watching this one, and am emotional recording it. Uh, that it is our final Stoop Kids um, episode episode, but. Yeah, what else? I love how in the storytelling of Arnold's birth, uh, the volcano stopped erupting, the smoke cleared out, and the blue skies underneath, clearly like right above uh, where the family is sitting. Just like this special little Buddha being born into the world, <laughs> um, which is so true to character and how we've seen our hero in the series. Um, and also how he puts everyone else first in the series so he's just like this very special little kid who loves everybody a lot in his life and um we love him for that uh also love the little baby kids in the playground uh, so we can maybe call out each of those moments later but i think it's great that this ends on um arnold finding the map and him you know running up and you just hear him running to the grandparents and being like oh my god i found a map i found a map and just kind of were led to believe that, you know, he's kept this eternal optimism going. He has this hope going. And even if it's not realistic that anything will come of the map, um, we just, we know Arnold's going to be okay. And uh, we will watch, you know, the jungle movie and we'll see all of that continue the story in like this other way. But I think it works just in and of itself as it is with the cliffhanger, with the map, and uh, a great way to tie up the series. 
I am inclined to agree. I have a lot of love for this episode. I feel like I've gestured at it at various points, maybe even from like episode zero onward, uh, and just kind of tossing it in. But this episode, the journal and parents day were two episodes that I found myself after, you know, when I was a kid watching through the bulk of Hey Arnold, just being a kid who was raised on television and Nickelodeon and Disney and Cartoon Network and all that stuff, like watching all that, having memories of these, those episodes in particular, the journal included being having a different uh, emotional flavor to them. And one I was on the, on the cusp of leaving home, like going to college, feeling very emotional, like getting into the the next stage. I felt myself kind of like almost like a trance seeking out these episodes again, um, getting them by illicit, illicit means. Sorry, Craig. Um, but uh, I own the DVDs box set now, as, as we've said before. So I'm, I'm good now, but uh, just like tapping, like seeking out that, that sadness and allowing myself to feel it because the show made it clear that it was okay to feel that way um period you know about um you know about the family that you have or that you don't have and so like that's i was prepared for that coming into this 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 episode has a lot of great things going for it um it it honestly calls upon the classic kind of hey arnold dna in a lot of ways Uh, the episode before this is almost like that that part just to keep with like the graduation and like moving out of, you know, moving out of the house or something like that, like April fools being an episode that really gets to the vast majority of the kind of B and C tier characters. That's kind of like the going away party with all your friends. The journal is that, that party you have like the night before you, you head out where it's like just your family, obviously uh, Helga and Gerald and the rest of the kids we're being real supreme buttheads about him having, uh, you know, a, a bit of an emotional moment at that point. We do see them all very briefly, um, but largely it is, you know, it's a night in with grandpa and grandma and Arnold. Um, and there is something like, there's something really sweet to that. There's something extremely sweet about seeing Arnold back in his imagination, in his dreamscape. I feel like we haven't gotten that for a while. Uh, season five and probably even uh, season four as well kind of got, kind of got away from that. Not necessarily a bad thing. You just, there are other stories to tell. Um, but you know, the fact that Arnold's in his, he's in his imagination, he's dreaming. Um, he, uh, not a particularly great dream. Obviously it sets the emotional tone for this whole episode, but this, this episode is bookended by that, you know, that sadness I was talking about and our, you know, subsequent permission to feel for Arnold as he is having these emotions. The fact that this is quadruple length allows us a lot of extra time to to sit with Arnold and for Arnold to sit with those emotions in ways that the show, you know, for as good as it's been in the past, really hasn't even touched. I feel like the first like two or three full minutes of this episode are like nonverbal. It's Arnold just, you know, like looking at old photographs, looking out his window, uh, and then we get a little bit at the at the ending as well. But, you know, in be- in between then, kind of getting to the point where, you know, it doesn't necessarily matter that or whether or not these these stories are fact or fiction. The fact is, you know, we're calling upon uh, memories there there is there is truth in subjectivity um you know whether the the memories are real or not the emotions that arnold has about those memories uh his parents those are i mean those are real and uh, again it's his his grandpa and grandma and the show as a whole you know letting him know you know like tap into this feel this um and like those are those are all sort of the things that i was 
expecting to receive coming back to this episode and it you know it, it did not disappoint even amongst you know the, the sort of filler we get in you know in the middle where we're taking literal bathroom breaks uh to sync up with like commercial breaks in the episode i thought that was that was kind of funny um a, a little cheeky um i guess pun intended but uh and then at the the literal end of the episode and we're uh, I don't know, just to to get it out of the way the fact that one of the last lines of the episode and the series invokes uh the idea of a stoop is so i mean it's it's coincidence it is uh it's a beautiful parallel to i feel like what we're doing here um and this episode is it's an arena in which the titular character of the show can sit in a room and you know talk uh talk with people in his life about the things that he's he's feeling you know is it you know what comes next is this okay? And then for him to kind of excuse himself at the end and take some time for his, uh, for himself. Obviously, the episode launches off into you know its its jungle thing, and that's fine. Um, you know the the jungle movie is what it is, but for the series proper to to end on a note like that is is so courageous, um, uh, bold one might say. Uh, and the fact that yeah, I don't know the the fact that it tied in so so wonderfully to. Um, to, I don't know all this that just uh, I don't know that 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 really hit really hit, hit a good mark and I'm going to uh, I'm going to stop talking and let somebody else take the floor but yeah I have a lot of big feelings about this episode it's one of my favorites spoilers for next week but um, yeah the, the journal is is a winner all these years later yeah um, you said a lot that I want to talk about there I think to start out um, you mentioned how important the frame story is for this episode and I think that that's a really good launching off point because I think that that's what really elevates this episode to what it is is the fact that like throughout this episode this is a dark night for Arnold's soul right like we return to a dream sequence which has always been sort of a symbol of Arnold's refuge from the world his place where he can explore and process his feelings but I think maybe for one of the first times in the series, he has a nightmare, right? And his nightmare is about losing his parents, which is, of course, he dreams about because it's the anniversary of the day they disappeared. And as we follow him in his grief through this episode, especially at the beginning, ultimately he arrives at a stage of anger, right? He he says he's fed up thinking about and feeling so sad and mopey about his parents. He's tired of thinking about them. He doesn't want to hear any stories about them. He even gasp takes off his Arnold's hat, which is like Spider-Man two, right? That's like Spider-Man leaving behind the Spider-Man suit and being like, I am Spider-Man no more. I mean, I'm, I'm being facetious, but also literal, right? It's like that's symbolic of Arnold being like, I am giving up on being Arnold and the hope and the optimism and what I carry and, and what I convey to other people, all of that is sort of symbolized by his giving up hope for his parents, right? There's this idea that like, I'm getting older now and I am going to discard these things because it's too painful for me or because I can't go on believing it. It's too childish or it's too, you, you know, it's too painful ultimately for him to, to live with this grief and to, to keep this hope alive. Um, and so the entire episode is about, which is why I say this sort of idea that, that the emotional truth of the episode is the really important one, right? Because throughout this episode, Grandpa is sort of like walking him back from that, right? Like when Arnold finds the journal, they make sure that um, they show him go back into the attic and grab his hat right away. And he puts the hat back on so he can listen to the story, right? He reassumes the persona of Arnold, as it were. Um 
And throughout this episode, Arnold doesn't really act like himself in like a really stunning way, right? Like he is eager to the point of impatience. He snaps at Grandpa when Grandpa is uh, embellishing or making things up, right? He is just, he's so eager. He's so desperate for this story that we can tell that like, you know, he's he's still Arnold. So he's still the, the boy that we know and love, but like he's in a really dark place. He's in a really desperate place. And he really needs this to sort of reaffirm his worldview and his values, right? And um, man, I it's just a really powerful moment. And I think that like, the fact that that we get the full story with um with Stella and um I can't remember Arnold's uh dad's name Miles Miles I that's think. right yeah and the fact that we keep getting interludes it's so amazing how effectively that does n- that o- not only does not detract from the overall emotional arc of the story but it in fact enhances it right like I think this would have been half the episode if it it was um if we hadn't cut back to grandma and grandpa as often as we did right as we kept being reminded like this is what's important about this story this is why it matters is is because of what it's doing and what it will do for arnold not just necessarily because it's a thrilling story or whether or not it's true it's because arnold needs this and the fact that he gets to have this story and carry the story with him makes him who he is and that's so important for all of us right because it the world is a better place with arnold in it obviously Man, and now I'm going to get too uh, emotional and personal, but like I remember, like I I kept up with this um, show pretty much through high school, right? Because I I watched it originally with my dad and with my sister, and um, you know, like I I remember this continuing to have the impact that it has on me throughout my life, right? Like I remember, and this is sort of a weird pull, so I apologize, but. My junior year of high school, I read Tim O'Brien's The Things They Carried. I don't know if, if anybody else read that. but um, And that book is all about sort of it's, – it's this almost walkthrough of how emotional truths and truths in storytelling can be just as true, if not truer, than literal realities. Because what those stories represent can mean something that means something so deep and something so meaningful to the people who tell it and the people who hear it, that it sort of transcends this reality and creates this deeper emotional reality that that can preserve and transcend um you know, aging out of these things or, or circumstance. Um, and you know, I mean, as a, as a 15 year old, as a 16 year old, I was, I was in a dark place, not unlike Arnold, right? Like I was struggling with depression. I was struggling with a loss of faith. I was learning new things about my parents. I was learning new things about the world, right? I think we've, (laughs) I've talked about it ad nauseum on the episode before, but like the Iraq war was, was, uh, raging at the time. So I was having a very difficult conversation with myself about my country and the values I was brought up to believe and what should and could be true about those things and about the people who imparted them to me. And um, so I, I legitimately, right, like not to not to get too sort of personal about it, but this is the last episode, right? But like uh, th- this 
series and like this episode, it really helped me process a lot of that. And it helped me reaffirm a lot of, you know, like maybe that, you know, whether or not my parents, my grandparents, the people I love, um, my country to a lesser extent, whether or not they sort of ever lived up to what they were trying to impart to me, what they told me was right and wrong, what they told me was the, the right way to be the right person to be. It doesn't mean that those things aren't true and that it's not important to be that way and that I still can't have those values and that those values still have a place in the world. And um, I think that's like such an important, like that, that reaffirmation of self and the idea that there are elements of what you have learned and been taught and what you internalized in childhood that you can carry forward with you into adulthood and, and beyond um, is like really important to coming of age as a person, right? It was very important for me at that time to understand that about myself and about the world. And I think that like in terms of sort of Craig Bartlett's like, um, theme for the series, right? Giving these kids the tools to understand and move forward and process, even as they go through these these periods of change and fear and disillusionment. Um, I think that like, I, I just think that this episode really does it, right? Like it really brings it home. And it's, it's almost superfluous because I think the entire series has done it, obviously. But um, just to like, to understand that, that they understood what they were doing and they were able to, to, um, portray it in this way, this episode that still emotionally resonates with me now and um, and then and always um, is is really like a um, a tremendous sort of like, um, uh, you know, um, it, it really shows what how how successful this show was and how special it is, I think. Um, that's sort of my thoughts on the entire series, right, as well as this episode. But I think that, like, that just goes to show that, that like, this episode is so successful at being a true finale for the series, um, I think. Um, even, even if we didn't get all the Helga stuff I wanted or all the PS118 stuff I wanted, I would have loved to have seen Simmons, right? I would have loved to have seen more... Um, even like principal warts, right? There's no curly in this episode, for instance. Uh, Thank God. <laughs> just for instance, for one example. But um, despite all that, I just like, I think it's such a miracle that this episode exists and that this show exists, right? That it's just like, holy crap, they did it, right? Like th this was a bunch of people who, who knew what they wanted to do and they came together and they created something like this. And it's, it's really inspirational, I think. It's still inspirational for me, obviously. Yeah. It's kind of why we're here. No, I mean, I I think it's in all the ways in which this um this episode and this series is impressive. The fact that they that they went out with because on paper this I mean the framing of this is kind of dark. Um, and just like thinking about, I, I was doing a little mental mental exercise kind of in the background of my brain here, thinking about you know stories you know movies largely um that's where i gravitated to but movies that are about you know there's uh, a certain like sadness or it's wartime there's like some big tragedy and then the foreground of the story is this this tale that you either su suspect or it's like made abundantly clear that it's um you know embellished or made up or fantasticalized just to kind of like get through the thing and then you know, at various parts throughout, namely at the end, uh, at, at the very least. 
you have to kind of like reconcile with your feelings. I got thinking about, um, if I'm not mischaracterizing tourism sings the fall, Emily, that was the first one that came to mind. Big fish. Uh, another big one. Is that what Don Quixote? Don Quixote is kind of, I don't know. It's been a while since I watched that. Don Quixote, Lorenzo's oil. Heck, I don't know. Um, <laughs> not Lorenzo, that last one. Lorenzo's mom's oil. Uh, uh, Lorenzo's mom. We know you're listening. Please DM me. Um, you know where to reach me, but, yeah, I don't know. So it's it's some it's some grim company that this episode keeps. Uh, just as far as like you're checking those boxes and you know like the framing of this story. And I got thinking, you know, as as you you both have been uh, have been talking, thinking about the uh, um, the the interludes. What I I think previously referred to as filler. You know, like the bathroom breaks, Pookie going off about like Princess Diana's wedding, and just like it. On one hand, it's like they need to fill up time because they committed to a quadruple length episode. On the other hand, there is, you could feel it throughout the fact that there are, you know, uh, as far as like, you know, even just beyond like meta delays that, you know, Craig and friends were kind of inserting in to kind of tactfully space out the emotional beats we need to hit. There is something to us, uh, or rather the characters kind of delaying the inevitable and the inevitability that I was eventually waiting on for, you know, we all know how the journal ends, whether it's you know, Miles that wrote it or Arnold's grandpa that wrote it. We all know the end of the journal is that his parents aren't here right now. Uh, and that's like the can that we're kicking down the road. The fact that, you know, uh, you, <laughs> grandpa goes to the bathroom a million times, makes a speech about raspberries, anything to prevent us from like having us, Arnold specifically, circle back to to the sad truth of this day of October 5th, I, I think it was it's like the anniversary of Arnold's parents never coming home. So yeah, I don't know. Like that's, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's smart. I don't know. I find myself finding new ways all the time to just absolutely love this episode. So that's in, in, in some ways, like something that I perceive to be a bug is actually uh, a feature to put it in the dumbest, most capitalistic way possible. But yeah, I don't know. That's, that's an important flavor to this episode that I think really pays off ultimately. Yeah, I think it's, it's like we've said, and, and like I've um, sort of discussed, uh, it's so important that it's a story, right? And that furthermore, it, it's sort of an imperfectly told story. It's like a, it's a story from far away that, that you know the ending, and you know the ending's not going to be what you want it to be, and it's being told by, you're receiving it secondhand, like years removed, and um, you know, Pookie is acting crazy, which um, Charlie once pointed out that um, Pookie acts she she acts more uh like distant and and crazy the more upset she is um which i think is like a really astute observation um which is a big part of like why she she is also grieving in this episode and that's part of why she acts the way she does throughout this episode right is it's like her own coping mechanism i think it's really important that you noted cody that um Grandpa is also like clearly grieving, right? He like he tries to break the tension with jokes. He keeps running off to the bathroom. He snaps at Pookie. He uh, annoys Arnold as as like almost a comfort mechanism, right? Is just like he like loves to needle short man, right? And like he keeps doing that. And like I all of that just like it gets at like such a such an emotional truth that this episode has, right? Where it's just like man, like it really feels like you're like Arnold's grieving with his family, right? Like I've had these kinds of conversations, right? And like how they're like awkward and sort of halting and constantly broken up by things that you don't really want to deal with or, or silly things like, um, 
uh, like going to the bathroom, right? Like I keep thinking about that movie, The Funeral, right? Where where like the whole point of that movie is like, like yeah, grief is is hard. It's also weird and silly and strange, right? It's like it turns out that like. Arnold wants to have this like emotional catharsis, but it comes with all of this. Right. Um, and I think that's important, right? Like it, the fact that it comes with all of this weirdness and that it, that it's never going to be what you, what you want it to be um, or what you need it to be. Doesn't mean it's not what it is. Right. Doesn't mean that it doesn't have value and doesn't mean that you can't derive the lessons that you need to learn from it um, and move those forward. Um, and I, I think that like, like we had said about how, whether or not the story is true, I think that's also true, right? It's like, whether or not Arnold ever finds his parents, whether or not that map leads anywhere, the point, the, the important part is that Arnold believes it, right? Arnold knows now that his parents loved him and that his grandparents love him and that he can be the person he wants to be or the person that is built out of that love. Um, and, those things can still be true. And in fact, obviously are still true regardless of what happens next. Um, he gets to be Arnold, right? I think that that's, it's such a great note to end on for the series and an important one. I really like everything y'all are saying about, uh, how the episode grounds you back in the present with the grandparents, um, and how they clearly are dealing with the grief but without saying it outright and with kind of just probably making up the story of what maybe happened or maybe didn't happen or what they want to believe um, for Arnold's parents. But that like unspoken like grief that's just hanging around them and that they're joking around in and like excusing themselves from and getting more food to comfort themselves. And like, yeah, that's all, uh, I don't know. I really like those points you're making. And I think it's also what, I mean, makes Parents Day so special is like that same type of energy. Um, Parents Day, which I think is like one of the best episodes of TV ever and my favorite in the series. I They like really got to the core of what makes Arnold's grandparents so special and how much they care for him and how much they've like sacrificed for him and um, done to help him grow up without his parents. Um, and yeah, so it's nice that as silly as it is with those moments in the boarding house where we go back to the present, it's um, yeah, a really nice look at grief and those feelings the family's moving through. And I mean, the series deals so much in the sad melancholy. We got the music, the, the most melancholy jazz ever for the whole series. We've got you know, the heartstrings are always being tugged at because there's that unspoken truth of where are Arnold's parents? Um, they're gone. What We don't know what that big question mark is. But um, nice to, like, bring it back to the love that his grandparents have for him and um, in the present with him there at the house. Yeah, we always narratively find our way back to them. Um, and... I think the the more I think about it, the more I think the structure of this episode is uh, particularly, I'm just going to throw out the word smart again because I'm out of synonyms, but uh, very smart uh, framing and smart and how they, you know, in the times where it's perhaps too early to cut back to the grandparents, I think it's um, one of y'all or both of y'all brought up how, how like funny uh, and joyful this episode is, even if we're not telling jokes and like having those goofy grandparent moments in the boarding house, 
the there are goofy moments sprinkled throughout like the story you know the faux flashback sequences um the fact that uh <laughs> getting the baby versions of all of the characters just as one last you know fun exercise for the animation team i'm sure at the end i started writing down all the ones that like that they did include, but then they just ended up including literally everybody. And so dude, I was like, ah, the Sid one in particular, oh my god! Like, how, how do you nail that character in like three seconds or whatever right. the way they did? Yeah, that's uh, yeah. So Stinky is digging. Sid is what bopping Stinky on the head, and when Stinky doesn't react, Sid just starts crying, which. Uh, which rules and is very Sid, and you're totally right. I had that same reaction. Um, and then when uh, the I'm try, oh god, there's so many. Even just in the wedding sequence alone, um, whoever it is, somebody burps over like what the last name of this family is as one final like you know, <laughs> uh, not going to give it to you that easy. Wait for the Jungle movie, baby. Wait 15 plus years for that. Um, so like there's that. There's kind of a weird joke about language barriers and how it takes forever to say, do you take this man to be your lawfully wedded husband? Um, that stretched on a little bit too long, but it, I don't know. It, it's, I don't know. It's a joke, uh, that, that they, that they tried to throw out there. There's, there's a lot of goofy moments like that. I, I just to, to not just make you make us, the viewers feel, um, you know, uh, to cheer us up a little bit, but it also helps in characterizing Arnold's parents. Like, even though these stories are not, you know, meant to be taken super objectively, like I think there is a through line that carries through and, and we're supposed to believe that, you know, this is the general temperament of Arnold's parents. Miles is sort of, you know, uh, like they're, they're all what international adventurer, super geniuses. Uh, his mom, Stella is, like the smartest scientist in the world and his dad miles is uh, voiced by craig bartlett stella voiced by antoinette stella shouldn't go without saying um and they're those they're they both voice them in the jungle movie as well um but yeah the fact that arnold's dad is like as cool as he is and also like kind of a space cadet um just like i don't know like he has a couple of of i don't know goofy moments like that so i don't know like i i like that those were peppered in it it makes for i think a, a pretty a pretty wise tone to cast upon what could otherwise be an extremely dark episode. I'm um, even dark than it already you know, was at the outset. So I'm really glad that they included those. Yeah. I definitely want to talk about that darkness and the darkness throughout the series that um, Emily, you called melancholy and you alluded to the jazz. And I think that's so smart. Like that's exactly, um, I think that's a really important part of why the show works. Um, couple things about this episode um that you brought up cody definitely hilarious um i think that honestly the the phil joke might be one of my favorite jokes in the entire series where they're having this they have this beautiful story about how arnold is born and then stella's holding him in her arms and she says his name's arnold and then um frederico goes his name's are you're naming him arnold and she goes yeah it was my father's name and it's it's a like I was tearing up. It was so, so beautiful. And then um, Arnold goes, wow, I can't believe it. And uh, grandpa goes, I know they didn't name you Phil, <laughs> which is just like unbelievable showstopper of a line perfectly in character for grandpa throughout this episode and the series. Um, I loved that. Uh, not super into uh, the weird sort of like white savior aspect of this episode um i it feels weird to talk about now because we've been gushing and because this is our last episode but like it shouldn't go without saying i don't i don't think it's like particularly damning i think that like they actually do some things to like 
kind of try in the 2002 way to make it less objectionable, right? Like I think that um, Miles and Stella have a very equitable uh, relationship that sort of defies gender norms in a lot of ways. The green-eyed people are uh, portrayed as hyper-competent and hyper-intelligent and just secretive as opposed to quote-unquote primitive, even though it does get there sometimes because there's this idea that they don't have access to medical supplies and both miles and Stella's missions in San Lorenzo are pretty like colonialist in nature. They're, they're sort of predicated on this notion that there are um, like general, like there's a general primitive nature to people who live in South America or lost civilizations. That all is not great. Um, which again, sort of like lends credence to my, like my theory that like, Oh, like an old man made up this story <laughs> and, and like he is sort of like pulling from like adventure tropes like Indiana Jones in order to construct it. That's not excusing these things. Um, that is all just to say that like, I think that is a part of this episode that I'm not crazy about. And that's a big part of why I'm not super crazy about the jungle movie itself. Um, however, I think that like, if you can get past that and you know, your mileage may vary, I'm not going to tell you as the viewer, you should get past that. Right. Because it's up to you. Um, I think that this episode is really successful at doing ultimately what the series sets out to do, um, which is, you know, like to, to grapple with that darkness that you and Emily both talked about, Cody. Um, I think it, that's so important to this series, and I think it's so important to what makes this show special, right, is this idea that, like, growing up is, is not actually all fun and exciting it's actually really scary right like i think that like that is maybe the character the prevailing characteristic of growing up is fear right fear for the future anxiety about the future disillusionment the, the feeling that that what you've been told wasn't actually true or that that you're not actually the person you thought you were all of those things and i think that like making a children's show that confronts that and deals with that darkness directly. It's not the only show that's ever done that, certainly, but I think it does it really well because it, it is able to confront that fully without flinching and come away with this really brilliantly optimistic, earned um, uh, view of the world that that tells kids that they don't have to give up everything that, that they loved about their childhood and the people they were when they were children. Um, and I, I think that, like walking that line as effectively as this show does is a really difficult thing to do. Something that not very many shows, not very many media have ever really accomplished to the extent that this one does. And I think that like it needs to be, um, I think that that's exactly the right way to think about the series and its legacy. And I'm really glad that, that we brought it up, I guess. That was really well said. I was just going to shout out all the little kid moments on the playground. Uh, I really like that they included that even though it was, you know, quick at the end there. And it calls back to the daycare scene in Helga on the Couch, which I'm sure was such a huge hit with fans that they just had to put some more little kids from PS118 in this one. Um, So on the playground, we see Gerald and his parents just like beaming they're like hugging and beaming and just being adorable. Uh, Helga is drinking from Phoebe's sippy cup on the swings. Just always the taker. Uh, Rhonda literally has a silver spoon hanging out of her mouth. <laughs> oh, I missed <laughs> Which that. Which is so funny to me. 
and uh, Eugene falls off the rubber ducky seat and his dad is like, are you okay? Which like probably sets the tone for his catchphrase for the rest of his life. And then of course, yeah, Sid and Stinky and Harold, my boy, in a sandbox being goons. Uh, just really quick moments, but great to just see those characters and their their early beginnings as a nice way to wrap the whole series up. Yeah, extremely good. It like for a fleeting second, it made me want like a oh like a Muppet Babies or Tiny Toon Adventures version of this. But then I remembered that wouldn't be a great idea. This this one scene is fine. Um, that's that's perfectly sufficient uh, in the ways that the journal is. The journal is more than perfectly sufficient, as uh, I, I think we articulated pretty well. But uh, on on that note, are there any other threads we didn't get to? Any other shout outs? that y'all would like to put forth with regards to the journal, the titular journal. Uh, shout outs to um, Antoinette Stella and Craig Bartlett. They sound just like voice actors. They do a really good job in this episode. I like, it would never have occurred to me that they were like just the writers, that they weren't professional voice actors like the rest of the cast. So, Hey, maybe uh, do more of that. I guess if, if your stellar careers don't work out in any other direction, if, at least you've got that. Um, so yeah, I really like that. Um, shout outs to Sam Lorenzo. It looks like a hell of a place. Um, like that quite a bit. Um, shout outs to, uh, like Emily said, I love that. Like on top of everything else, like they give they give Arnold like a Buddha like superpower backstory where he stops the volcano and like sets what's sets the world right. Um, very good. Um, and uh, I guess. Shout outs to Jim Lang. He has a uh, particular um, soundtrack in this one, a particular song that makes me tear up literally every time I hear it. Um, it's just devastating. It's really, really good. So one last big shout out to Jim Lang. Um, and then uh, I think this is a weird shout out, I guess, but like the very final shot of this episode, um, there's like, it almost looks like it's painted or something, but like the sky um, has like a cloud that's really beautiful. And I thought that was like a really, really great final shot. So um, just really, really a lot of, um, a lot to love about this episode. A lot of care went into it, obviously. And that really shows. Absolutely. I was going to also say shout out to Craig Bartlett, shout out to Michelle Lamro, shout out to Joseph Purdy. Uh, the powerhouse trio of writers that ended the series like this and shout out to Arnold and his grandparents. Um, truly such a beautiful family story. And uh, I'm going to mute myself before I start tearing up again. Totally fair. A shout out to Abner who is older than Arnold and does not look at Abner hot take looks pretty good for, uh, for his age. Um, so that's, Super cool of that pig. Um, yeah, the final shout out of the series is going to go to Abner. Why not? Abner, you know, we haven't heard from Abner, Abner in a while. Abner is uh, taken a cue from Charlotte's Web. Abner is some pig. Right. I think that that shows up. I, that's, I yep. I, yep. That's that is a book. Um, well, brilliant. That was the journal. Uh, that does conclude our run uh, through uh, the Hey Arnold series proper episodes one all the way to 100. 99 slash 100 but who's counting i am uh it feels more than a little surreal to to say all that and emily and harry i'll give y'all a, a bit of a runway um in just a few moments to offer up any other thoughts you may have on that as well 
Um, but just to articulate what you, you, the listener, can expect in the future, next week we will release another of our patented recap episodes. This recap will not only cover season five, but also the series as a whole. Uh, on that note, do also expect next week's recap to be a little more condensed and consolidated than previous recaps. Uh, we decided that kind of the, due to the the genuinely <laughs> crushing accumulation of a uh, hundred or so episodes of the show, Hey Arnold, all of the narrative uh, character and or emotional trajectories that come with those episodes uh, and all of those big feelings. I don't know if you could tell, but this episode was kind of tough. Um, so with all that in mind, um, it's a lot to pack into a single recap. So we're kind of paring things down a little bit. And to be honest, I do not for nothing. I do think our best, uh, your best bet rather go to our episode by episode discussions. We spent a lot of time talking about each individual episode that, uh, that'll give you the best idea. You, the listener talking to you, the, the best insight as to how we feel about any given episode. Um, so that's my plug for the podcast, I guess. Um, so check those out. We, all that is to say for the recap, we will be calling out our favorite season five moments and we will, uh, each give our rankings for our favorite episodes of the entire series. So do tune in for that when it drops. Uh, one final note, next week's recap will also serve as our final episode, both on mic and off. We've kicked around ideas for other discussions. We'd maybe want to consider having other one-off episodes that we'd potentially want to pursue someday. All in all, um, you know, our initial commitment to ourselves and this project was covering a series of uh, episodes that comprise the Hey Arnold storyline proper. Uh, and ultimately, that's, uh, you know, that's where we're pre- prepared to conclude this. Uh, we did that today. Wow, that's, that's wild. That hasn't really sunk in yet. But as each of us here progress through our respective next stages of our lives, not to get all, you know, grandiose, but, um, you know, if we find we're able to come back to this and revisit any of these threads, we'll certainly do it. The Stoop Kids feed should be noted, will not be going anywhere. Um, I think I can say that because I believe uh, I believe I'm paying for the the platform hosting. I should really look into that. But all that is to say, rest assured, the feed is not going anywhere. The episodes um, will remain where they are, as they are, in case that serves as any sort of comfort. Um, and I'm inclined to believe we'll continue to pop into the social media, you know, the Instagram and the Twitter, just every so often as we're able. Uh, you know, if we if I see a juicy tweet, I'll retweet it, or you know, somebody will retweet it. I got to keep the mystery alive. Um, we're not leaving you. We're not disappearing. It just happens to be the last page of our journal. With that, before we formally wrap this one up, Emily and Harry, any final thoughts from y'all? Understanding that we do have uh, one final episode, but is there any any are there any final notes rather you want to put out there for episode ninety nine slash one hundred? I feel like you did such a great job of like wrapping everything up. I should do my final thoughts now, but maybe I'll save that for the next episode. Um, thank you both very much, uh, my co-hosts Emily and Cody. This was extremely meaningful to me. Um, it means so much. I can't believe that we've reached the end. Not going to get too sentimental because that's probably not great listening. But um, thank you for the listen to the listeners. Rather, um, I had no idea anybody would ever listen to that. This, um, frankly, it didn't really matter to me. We started it in the pandemic, and uh, I just wanted to hang out with my buds, Cody and Emily, which is why I. Uh, we suggested making this. Um, we got to interview Craig Bartlett, which was like way beyond any expectations that I ever could have imagined. Right. Um, really, really wild. Um, so yeah, thank you everybody for listening and for your nice comments. Um, I try to read all the comments. Um, Emily's better about that than I am, but I um, also do that even if I don't. Emily is way better at that than both of us combined. Harry. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. Um, 
but uh yeah um thanks so much uh like cody said next week's gonna be our last one at least for the foreseeable future um got some things we hope to do someday but leaving the door open but not leaving the door cracked kind of like the irishman <laughs> you gotta leave how's that for a final reference? yeah you're up in the irishman is you know what fine we'll, we'll so reference something movie. different it is. Uh, we'll reference something different in the recap. But I'll I'll see you guys. Uh, I'll I'll keep up with the Stoop Kids Twitter as well. So if you want to contact us, you can reach out via any of those, and um, I'll probably do a bad job of responding as I do. But uh, yeah, just don't that doesn't don't, mean... don't tweet at Harry directly because his Twitter is suspended <laughs> uh, right now. I'm hoping that I am in Twitter jail right now. Yes, for advocating for violence against transgender people. Uh, but. Um, I'm hoping that that won't always be the case. And if it's not, then you'll be able to get in touch with me at Shiitake Harry. Um, that's it for me. Thank you so much, everybody. Um, this was really amazing and I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. What else to say? Uh, I can't believe how far we were able to take the podcast. Like we took it so much further than I could have ever imagined, um, with our discussions, with our guests, uh, with just like, how deep we went in on reading the episodes and the characters and everything that makes this show so special. Um, it was yeah, very meaningful and awesome to get to do this with y'all, Harry and Cody, uh, just as a project that started in uh, December, 2020 when it was, you know, winter pandemic times. Um, and this was such an awesome way to keep in touch every week and watch the show that we all loved as kids. And I just, I can't believe how, like, we exceeded any expectations I could have ever had for what we set out to do. Um, I can't believe we got to talk to Craig. That's mind-blowing still. Um, my goodness. We talked to him twice, even. Uh, and the fact that people have listened to this is crazy and so sweet and just speaks volumes to how important the show is to everyone um, who's seen it not just us, but this show's left an impact on all of us, and uh, we all have soft spots on our, in our heart for it, so thank you everyone who's listened or followed along or said anything to us um, about it, and yeah, go Arnold, go. <laughs> Be bold, everybody. Be bold, indeed, uh, and I'm sure these will be the first of many more thank yous to come uh, over the, the next week or so with our, our, again, our final episode coming out next week. Until then, thank you again, dear listener, for listening to Stoop Kids, a Hey Arnold podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Stoop Kids Pod, and that's kids with a Z. This episode was produced by super producer Jason Daphnis, and you can find him on Twitter at Nintendoofus. I've been Cody Narvison. You can find me on Twitter at Cody underscore BH. I'm Harry Mack, and you can maybe find me on Twitter at Shiitake Harry. And I'm Emily Suey. You can find me on Instagram at Emily Suey and at Stoop Kids Pod. That's right. Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. And remember, stay bold. It's great to hear all these stories. Now I know how hard it was for them to leave me. We've gotten all the answers we're going to get for one day. <sighs> at least we have this. Can I take it? Well, of course, of course. It's all yours. I think I'm going to go outside and sit on the stoop for a while. All right, Arnold. We're pooped anyway. We're going to bed. Good night. Don't let the horse flies bite. Mm? Good night. And thanks.
for everything.